Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. We will be talking about censorship everywhere of all time. Just censorship in general, in public, in schools, in generic. And I'm Grayson, and I just took control because I own, I have my hand on the plan, and I own everything now. I have the power. Now you. (laughs) I'm Amari Jackson. And I am sitting in front of a psychopath. I told you my first and last name because if I disappear, I need you to know who I am. Hello, I am Donnie. We're going to be talking about censorship. This ought to be a decent discussion. Oh, hey. Hello. How's it going? My name's Caleb, and I'm on a podcast right now. Um, if you're listening to this, you are lis- listening to this. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. Speech 100. Oh. Okay, so today we're talking about censorship. How do you guys feel about censorship? Hate it. Hate it. Well, for the sake of the debate, I love it. <laughs> I I love it for the sake of the debate. So, okay, censorship is censorship, believe it or not. Oh. But in our society... Censorship plays a role in telling us what we can and cannot say or do or express in our day-to-day lives, whether that be on social media or in class or at home or anything of that sort. But there are different degrees of to what censorship should be had or should be implemented. So let's discuss that. In my personal opinion, no censorship. At all, whatsoever. But currently, I am being forced to censor myself. My parents don't want me using expletives. Sad day. Why does it matter? It's still language, and it's increasing my vocabulary, which my English teacher ever so wanted me to do. It helps me talk. It expresses my feelings and my emotions like my art teacher wanted me to do. It gives me another way to look at the world like my math teacher wanted. So if you're going to contradict yourself, you might as well just tell us to not go to school. Thank you. Um, I also think censorship I also think <laughs> I also think censorship is really retarded. But here, okay, not I don't think censorship as a whole should be completely eliminated because there are some cases where it's okay, I guess. But at the same time, like, it's getting out of hand these days. Really, really out of hand. So, you know, we'll be getting the degrees of that. Okay, well, censorship is important because it gives you a baseline for the young to follow. So, it limits in a protective way what children would be subjected to in a way that would prevent them from being maybe corrupted in a sense. Okay, corrupted from what? You're ex- you're hiding them from nature natural things. These words are derogatory because society made them that way by censoring them. They made the demons and now they don't want to face up to it. It is the society's problem for making these demons putting bad notation on okay words that had other definitions like a bundle of sticks. If a bundle of sticks still had its name, we wouldn't have to say a bundle of sticks. But instead, people wanted to use it in a derogatory nature by saying it's not allowed here, which makes students and kids want to do it. Okay, however, but now that it has garnered 
a more derogatory nature, that does not mean we can all of a sudden revert back to the status it was before. The word no longer holds the meaning that it once had. Uh, take, for example, the word fun. The word fun originated a long, long time ago before English even existed. I forget the precise word from the old language, but it was something similar to the word fun, and it meant a flag. Okay, so you have a flag, right? And just for the sake of this example, it's called fun. I'm not sure, like I said, if this is exact. However, well, I, I digress. Fun, meaning a flag, then later on after many years became something to describe that is something that is high flying, that is afloat, something that is above the rest. Like my emotions. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> What is fun is high-flying and above the rest. When you are fun, you are often describing the situation as being jubilant and bouncy and happy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the evolution of words has great meaning over how you use them. And so a bundle of sticks may not immediately revert back to the situation it was in prior to its evolution. But at the same time, wouldn't censoring those words inhibit the evolution? As if there's, you're saying that makes it seem like there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying that by having these words evolve into more negative things, that doesn't all of a sudden mean we can start using them as they're not. Because once they've gotten this um, more negative meaning, even by using the word in a different context, it can be felt in a different way. Yes, but that's what analogies are. If I wanted to say you're being as mean as a donkey, well... I might as well use the word. Now, it's just an analogy for something that I'm expressing in, a, in emotion. It's not the direct term. It's, it's condensing these ideas into one word, um, an emotional word. You don't say love. You don't throw that around with ease. Now, some of these words we do throw around easier than that one. Well, actually, people have sort of turned around love. Yeah, they throw it around because they, they have you know, bad things, but... People throw around censored words as well You're right, yeah. without meaning, but m some people use them with meaning, and not everyone does, and it it's not to actually hurt someone's feelings in most cases. It's just something that expresses what we think as people, not what we you know, what harm we want to do to other people. As, as humans evolve, as, as he was saying how you kind of condense the word in order to like express something easier, humans seem to like to do things faster. And, like, I think th this evolution of the word, whatever, is just making things, making communication happen faster. And now, even though some of those may be derogatory, I mean, what, obviously, the word has a derogatory meaning for, uh, or negative meaning for a reason, to express that. So, why should you eliminate scenarios where someone wants to express that? Well, you shouldn't necessarily eliminate it. However, well, actually... In a sense, you should, because words that are meant to be derogatory for the sense of being derogatory are problematic because they can be used in situations where they're not necessarily needed. Like, using words out of context or in different situations, like racial slurs, for example, or something like that, they're unneeded because they spread nothing but hatred. There's no need to spread hatred towards another group simply because one feels... Uh, contempt or disdain for another group. Instead of using these racial slurs or these really difficult and problematic words, one can use different words to explain their feelings more accurately. Yes, but they might might not be negative things. This draws back to catcalling. You know, catcalling, it's 
censored now. You can't you can't do that. You can't you know wolf whistle or specific things. Now to the extreme, you shouldn't do that. But that's like everything. You shouldn't do anything really to the extreme because extreme extremism is a massive wait, issue. Wait, 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 wait. Are we comparing catcalling to racism? No, we're. I'm. That's a counter to what you said. Not necessarily, but that's still comparing it to racism. You said that catcalling is now censored because people take it. It's in the same way. group, and racism, racism? is. A, ra- you're, okay, you're doing the same thing. Ra- look, look, look. Mm. Racism is spreading unfiltered. Un. I clapped. I'm not really. I shouldn't clap. Basically, racism spreads bias and bigotry that is unnecessary for day to day life. When I call someone a racial. Not that I do call people racial slurs, but when people call each other racial slurs, the only thing that they're spreading, the only purpose to that word is to spread hate. And with catcalling, that's... It's to objectify, and which can be taken as hate and hurtful. It's the same thing. You're putting these words in the same group as censored, which is the same thing that racism is. It's putting specific things into specific groups. So if it can hurt, then does it not make sense to censor it in some way? To objectify? You said the words are to objectify. If they're to objectify in the same, if we are comparing them to the same way that racism is bigotry, then why not just keep the hate away? Like the unbiased hate. Because not, those words aren't the only ones that can hurt. And that's, that should be taken into account. It's not, you're censoring some, but not all. Yeah, that's, that's pointless. Like, going through the motions of trying to censor it for the reasons of, let's say, defending people or eliminating words of hatred. I mean, people will always have these words because at some point in time, people will always need to express their hatred for something. I'm not saying being racist is okay, but at the same time, if people hate a race, they're going to express that hatred one way or another. The more words you censor, the more words they're going to create in order to express that hatred, and then you're just going to have to censor those words too. Okay. Well, in the context of racist words like i said by creating new words that don't necessarily carry the same of course they're going to come up with sayings and ideas that carry the same form of hatred the same form of bigotry but those should just be removed as well because like i said there's no need to express absolute hate to someone's face you can express hate not like if you hate someone more specifically, if you hate a race for just any reason whatsoever, that's just bigotry and racism. So by expressing that, the only thing you are doing is spreading negativity. Why do words need to have the power to spread nothing but negativity? Why can't they? And I, I still can t- call you a disgusting fat body. You know, that still could probably hurt someone's feelings. And it, it probably sounds worse than some of the other censored words that I could use. And that word isn't censored. Okay, so... Looking at um, words in general, words are powerful. They hold incredible meanings that can go much deeper than any one person could intend it. If you look at um, classic literature like Shakespeare, you can take one line, for instance, um, to be or not to be. You can take that line and interpret it a million different ways. Words have a near infinite amount of reasons and definitions, and when they're put into a phrase, they create these much, they're very different, unique ideas. And those ideas can display different ideas. Well, yeah, ideas explain, describing ideas, yeah. But those words, they have the potential to show 
great things. And when you limit, when you sh- have a word solely for the purpose of hurting or belittling someone or something or a group of someone's, it in it creates a lack of forward motion in a sense. It restricts it. Wait, so you're telling me that words are just censoring words. You're talking. You're, tra- you're blah, blah. Slow down. Okay. <laughs> so you're like you're saying there should not exist words that express hate. There should not be words that express pure malice. There should not be words that express negative emotions. But if not, then how are people to express themselves whenever they're feeling that? Wait, wait. wait. I'm not saying words to express well, negative emotions. Oh well, not negative emotions in general. I can say I'm sad. That's a negative emotion, and I'm expressing it. I'm talking about deliberate destruction of a group. I mean, for no reason other than them being a group. Yes, but if it if it's natural to someone to say st- say those things and hate that group, then you're just it, you're just restricting them, which is putting them down. Which, in a sense, it is still the same concept. You're doing the exact same thing. You're being hypocritical right. and you're being racist to a specific group. By excluding them no, from no, saying no, no, specific no. things. I'm no, no, no. See, this is the problem in your argument. You said that it is inherent for a certain group. It can to, be. It can be inherent for a certain group to hate another group. But I do not believe that is so. There is no, there is no race or gender that should inherently hate another group. So there's no necessary. To, there's nothing necessary to spread that. Okay. To drop, we're gonna drop. I'm gonna divert from the group versus group real quick. How, what about for? Let me throw this scenario at you. What if there was this kid, and throughout his entire life, he's witnessed his mom date, like, let's say, a black man. And that black man beat her. And then she left him and did another black man, and he beat her. And basically, this is a rinse and, re- rinse and repeat scenario. So when he becomes an adult, he hates black men. Like, that's racist. However, it's because of his surroundings, the way he grew up, he's only experienced black, black okay, men. Okay, I have a really good example to go with that. Sure, he may hate black people, but that should not be inherent. There's, there's an inherent problem with the size and the scope of that quote-unquote experiment right like when you're doing something in biology or you're testing something you have a vast amount of things to test with not just two individuals okay now for example take this other example say say someone grew up their entire lives without knowing racial slurs without hearing them without knowing them without seeing the disdain some people may have for another group, how do you think they would feel towards other people? They would feel indifferent. They would not see someone by the color of their skin and judge them uh, thusly. They would use other words to express their disdain, like, I hate you. Not necessarily, I hate you all. I hate this race. You're saying, I hate you. And by using hate, you're expressing your own emotions. You're not tearing down the other group simply because it's a group. Yeah. Like, that is true. But on paper, like like on paper, that sounds amazing. But in real life, in like real life, you know that when you're talking to someone, you saying I hate you isn't enough. You know you want to put more behind that. In real life, like truly in a scenario, you all know that sometimes just I hate you is not enough. Like you gotta throw some censored words behind that hate. Okay, okay, sure. But not racial slurs. Okay, okay yeah. but you're putting... But you're only using one category. You're only defending one category. You're only defending racial slurs right now. Mm-hmm. So, fine. Like you said, this person is out, away from most society. They're away from racial slurs. So they're not racist, but they still are going to use 
if they want to like if they truly hate someone, they're gonna use more than a word. Okay. I hate you. Well, they're gonna probably want to use some actually, censored words. I almost agree with you there. I think I have to change at least one of my points is that censorship censorship is useful in the sense that it creates um, a limit to surpass when you need something more. It's like when say you're going down a road and the speed limit is 35, the cop necessarily isn't gonna pull you over because you're going 37, right? You still surpass that. So there's this little individual barrier. Now, as soon as you're going like 41 or 42, okay, maybe they, they might pull you over for that. It's the same thing with words in the sense that if we have a limit and then go past it, that's where we can have more meaningful, more emotional conversations. So I think I agree with you on that point. It's kind of like for anyone that doesn't know John Locke's blank, blank, blank slate where you, when you are born, you are born without any kind of pre like recognition of the world you have no hate you have nothing and you gain your knowledge from those that are around you so if by censoring say racial slurs to the point where they were few and far between and they didn't exist as much as they do today because they are used a lot you would see that the use of them would go down because they wouldn't be as prevalent in the upbringing of children and you wouldn't have the use of them as they are today. They would be diminished. They wouldn't be used as frequently. So in what Caleb was saying, if you don't raise someone with that hate and that malice towards a particular group, they can still express their feelings at a deep enough level to portray how they feel maybe not towards a group or to an individual, but in general. But what I, I don't know, I'm kind of in between groups here on this one. Um, what Caleb said is very important. They can lose meaning. They gain meaning because we censor them. And they can lose it. So getting rid of censorship will get rid of the, these words. They'll get rid of these words. But never the emotion. Yeah, yeah, but no, they can no. get rid of the emotion. If they're overused in politics, say I use specific words. You know, if I wanted to say a word about my feces, well, guess what? I can say a word about my feces, and it becomes generic terminology, just like other words for feces. I have a perfect example to go with that that makes sense. You know the word literally? Literally. When people say, I'm literally dying right now. No, you're not. You're not dying. I mean, we all are. We're going to die eventually. But let's not get depressed. <laughs> but the word literally has lost some of its meaning because we overuse it. Now say, if we were to censor that word, you can't use the word literally. Oh, no. What are you going to do? I will literally say literally all <laughs> literally the time. Well, see, it could create that sort of effect. But, oh. for the, but when it's enforced, like saying a curse, for example, or an expletive, if you want to, I don't know. Saying those words, they're enforced. So if we enforced the use of literally as a, as a curse word or something you can't use, whenever somebody does use it, it has that extra emphasis, and I think it could regain some of the meaning that it's lost. That makes sense. Like you're saying, kind of like censorship could have an adverse effect. Like it could give a word power. Kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. In, like in the sense that outside of being censored, we may use curse words to show that a situation is casual. Like, you might curse with someone just, you know, we're by ourselves, we're just messing around, you know what I mean? Yes. 
So literally would become sort of like that. Like when you're talking, you'd be like, dude, I'm literally on my phone right now. This yeah. is sick. <laughs> but you'd use it like that. And then in situations like in school, it becomes um, like more powerful. Like yeah. I wouldn't say curse words like I'm just repeating myself now, but I wouldn't say curse words in a classroom situation. And then if literally becomes something similar to that, if I say I'm literally dying right now, then someone would be like, <gasps> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'd think you're literally dying right yeah. then. So, I mean, a good like real life example of that is the word retarded. Like lately it's becoming, yeah, see, like so, some people in this room had facial expressions on their face when I said that. See, that word became super casual to use. But now people, since they realize that, it's becoming a word that's going to become censored. And so some people, for example, like me and Grayson, feel like it shouldn't be. And others feel like she should, and those people like have a reaction. So not now, whenever we say it, there's always a larger reaction, a bigger reaction. It's, it kind of gives the word more power than it should have. Well, the original definition of to retard something is to slow it down and to use in talking about cars and the engine timing, it's used in music, it's used in a lot of different things that involve timing. Not anymore. But not anymore, it has changed. And it's been used in a derogatory way, and that's why it's been censored. Um, I mean, mm. in, to well, I think it was censored before it was derogatory. I mean, no, no, even in its derogatory. derogatory use, slow could still be applied. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember the point I brought up about censoring racist words? Yes. It depends on the meeting. or, m Yeah, the, m the words of meeting, sure. <laughs> but the I words like of meaning. So like bacon. if I'm racist and I say a, raci a racial slur, the only point of saying that is to express hatred. So it depends on how you use the word retarded, right? If I use that word at someone who maybe have has a mental disability and I use it in a way that's like, gritting my teeth and getting so angry but like if i say it like that then it could be considered almost you know a, a slur but so at that, that do the brains not work slower why is that not accurate but the way it's said is what it matters disability is the word saying they have a disability is excluding them even more hey, it's wait. it's the same it's still excluding no, people but, but let's let's talk about like saying uh i don't know saying that i defecate is the same thing as saying the s word right <laughs> it's the same thing so i can say someone has a disability or i can say they're retarded okay okay so i'm not of course i'm quoting here don't please okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're fine you're fine you're safe but like um it depends on how you use it it's not necessarily the me the meaning like in general but in what context yeah but that makes it so that every word can hurt if i if my teacher went up to me and said you're slow i don't think you're gonna pass this class the word slow can have the same effect. It can still hurt. Just like how you said how it's said, the word doesn't matter. You can say uncensored words and still have the same effect of a censored word. So like we, how you were saying it depends on how it's said, I mean, that's true with everything. That's, that seems like more people being sensitive. Well, I think there's a problem there as well. Word, I don't think that's necessarily an even example. Me calling someone with a disability retarded, for example, that is another... That's another example of someone of power or someone of more capability looking down on someone else. Not saying that disabled people are in any way like lesser, but inherently I'm going to have 
higher mental function, depending on what disability they have. I don't want to get into the yes. semantics of it. But the same thing with the teacher example. If a teacher comes up to you and says, you're slow, you're not going to pass, there's hatred behind that because of the, the difference of okay. power. But how is it not true? They're, if they're behind everyone else, they're working slower. Like he said, too retarded means like slow. So why is it not okay? Like it's true. By saying you're not going to pass, that's unnecessary. But instead of saying that, you could say, "I'm noticing that you're going a little bit slower. Can I help you?" It's no. not. It's not. You're too slow. You're gonna. You're gonna fail. That's true. But notice how the word you changed there wasn't slow. The word you changed there was like, for example, you're not gonna pass. You changed that. You didn't change the slow. You changed slow to slow word. Yeah. But. It's the equivalent of saying retard. I'm not arguing. No, it's not. You're just like saying, mm. just like my earlier example of defecate and the S word. I'm not changing that word. I'm changing. Well, I am they can changing be that word. You're only not saying it, it because it's it depends on the context. You're using the context and relying upon that rather than the word. I can say, well, you're you're retarded. That's that's derogatory. But if I say, I know that sometimes you things can make you feel retarded or make you or you're retarded in some sections because you're slower in some areas than others then that's not derogatory say i i say you're retarded in this subject and i'm gonna try and help you get out of this that's not that's that's not bad it's the same it's a synonym and you've just put a bad name on it you're putting a bad quality on something that's neutral yeah it seems like just if society these, these certain people in society use a word too much in a certain way, then it's, then that word gets only associated with that way. And then, I don't want, this sounds kind of weird, but it seems like you're blaming the word and not the people using it. Okay, well, look at this maybe. In, in context of blaming the people, not the word or whatever, like the word retarded, of course we've had, like, we've had degrading words to describe maybe people with disabilities. But as soon as we've had the word retarded and then we begin to censor that, that's when we give it the power of, you know, a degrading thing. Exactly. However, sometimes maybe that that is needed. If a whole group see, – see, we're not talking about just one person. I get you. Like multiple – I'm sure many, many people within the group of people with uh, disabilities may feel that the word retarded gives them – a negative feeling and when it's the whole group and not just one mm. person being like oh i hate, don't don't say that word like when it's a whole group of people i think that carries more weight than just one person complaining at the same time during like j- um, i'll keep this just centered to our school speci- centered to our school specifically during the time when we were discussing whether or not since this word or whatever i heard more people who aren't disabled complain about it than people who are I mean, for example, Ardney. He was in our last podcast. Wait, wait, wait. I have one thing to go against that. Okay. There are less disabled people than there are normal people. I know, but like, there's a there's a context issue there. Like, have you like have we actually gone and talked to disabled people and asked them, "Hey, how do you feel about?" Oh, this? Oh, I did after that debate because I wanted to bring up this argument. How many people did you ask? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I. Over 50, sure, surely less over than fifty percent of the community of disabled kids in our school. But surely that's less than the amount of people you've heard complaining about it outside of that community because there's a larger yeah, scope. That's why but I if said we took just it, in this argument, it, in but if we really wanted to use a good example, maybe instead of looking for the number of people, we look at percentages of people. Yes. If we got the percentage of the d- the 
um, people with disabled, like who felt that that were uh, or retarded, made them feel, you know, degraded or different. But and then if we took the percentage of people who didn't have it, that might give us a better. Yeah. I mean, uh, even feeling. out in public, away from school, if you were to say retarded, because like it's becoming what right, of course. Like the people who will look at you, the people who will question why you said that, aren't disabled. Like it's so rare that anyone who is disabled will say that hurt me. Or I know sometimes like people have trouble speaking, but facial expressions don't lie. Like you know, it, well they can, but like you can see, you can see if you hurt someone even if they don't say it, and you don't even see it. Like it, it's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to decide I'm not gonna say that word if I'm not seeing the people who people are saying it offends not be offended by it. I'm just saying there's there's another context issue there. Like you said. I went out, and I've been in these situations where I've said the word retarded, and people have gave me, you know, uh, they've given me bad looks or whatever, and they, they feel uh, offended at that. But at the same time, how many disabled people were actually around during that situation? I think if we actually take it into context, probably not that many. So, like I said, we'd probably need a better example yeah. of percentage-wise to really have that argument. But my point is, like, where are they to say that it's a problem? Because it's affecting them. That's the same reason <laughs> why people people of different ethnicities and they hear racial slurs. That's like asking, how are they able to complain that that hurts? But them? they 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 are complaining. You can see them complaining. You can see the people who feel right, offended but complaining. Here's, but here's an disabled people. Yes. If we're talking percentage, the percentage of people with disabilities probably don't care. That's what I'm saying. Are you sure about that? Like, are we sure? Are you sure that isn't true? I'm say I'm not saying that, but I yeah. also believe that it's better to assume that it hurts than it doesn't, right? I don't. Mm. That's like that's like because you start limiting people's vocabulary, and that's. But limiting people's vocabulary to to what extent? Like, I can't say the word retarded anymore. Does that really? Does that? Does it do more harm to me than it does? To maybe someone who hears that, like I am not troubled by saying the word retarded, and I'm no, and I know this is more like utilitarianism and the best for, you know, or maybe this isn't. This is just whoever feels more harm. Like uh, me not saying the word retarded anymore. Okay, I can deal with that. But someone hearing that, they may take way, and they may feel much more pain than me saying retarded. All right. So I think I figured out during your like that last statement you had. I think I figured out one large issue. You kept saying about how it feels and how it feels, but I'm less of an emotion to go more of a logical one. So to me, I'm like, yeah, so? But I'm not saying, like, I mean, in a lot of most people who might have just heard me say that, or like, really, dude? Really, dude? But to me, it's like, why should logic trump, I mean, why should emotion trump logic? And, like, I think different thinkers are also there to be accounted for. Like, a lot of people are more emotional than they're probably going to think that, you know, you shouldn't say that because it's hurting them. But if someone's more logical, they're going to be like, there's no reason for me not to say it. But, and that's exactly what's happening. To me, it seems like, what I'm, if you notice, I'm saying there's no reason for me not to say it, and you're saying it's hurting them. But I'm not saying that as a valid reason, because it's emotional. Well, depending on how you think, and it, it matters. Because if you, you think more logically than emotionally, then you're going to think of it purely as a word that is able to be used in a way that as it was originally intended. As many words are originally intended for one purpose and they are skewed to another purpose. It's a common thing that happens in words. So it, it depends on how you think. But if someone is more emotional, 
as a thinker, they might hear the word and they be, may be like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Why would you say something like that? You're offending people. You're hurting them. You're are not you thinking of yeah. And even if, if you are, so. Are you, in though? This, in the same way that most people would not want me to say a racial slur. That's like, logically, oh, it's not hurting them. Yeah. And but it, I, but I'm I mean, still not going to say I mean, it. A good, yeah, a good okay. example of that is like, I'm black. The racial slur f- associated with us, I don't care if people say it around me because I'm a logical thinker. And that's like a really good example of like the, the comedy of it, dichotomy of it. All right. Um, it's been a good argument. It's uh, it seems like a tie because it's it's down the middle because it's emotion versus logic. We may have a sequel to this, just straight emotion versus logic, yeah. and what is the better thought process? Uh, no promises, <laughs> no promises. But this was good. It was a great argument. I enjoyed it. Um, yes, I forgot it already. I don't know. And smothered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. The covered, smothered Waffle House, you know, whatever. Scattered, smothered, and covered. Yeah. yeah. They, they also have other ones like peppered. We'll have to add those sometimes, depending on if things get a little spicy. Poured a little Coke on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Religious. That's, the, how, that's how I like my hash browns. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. I was going to say watching, but thank you for listening to the podcast. It's great. It's, it's been fun so far. This is episode eight. See you around. Be back soon. Goodbye. Adios.